0: that uh, we work with the short-term missionaries called uh, Amers, Associates in Missions. They they go and work with the missionaries for, uh, well, a short period of time, like three months, six months, nine months. In fact, some have extended up to a period of eight years, so it's not really all short-term. Eight years is a fair length of time. But uh, then... Uh, We work with the overseas Bible schools, the overseas uh, literature and uh, then I still do a lot of traveling with promotions with Faith Promise and uh, by the help of the Lord tomorrow afternoon I do trust that that we'll be able to speak to the pastors and uh, let them really see what God can do if we'll just give him a chance. Uh, great things are happening around the world, and uh, i just I just wanted to to mention something to you tonight. Uh, we have a, a missionary family that uh, that has been in Liberia for quite some time. the Albert Stewart family and uh, about two years ago. When they were having, well, it was really tribal war in Liberia where they had tribes fighting against uh, each other, uh, the Stuart family miraculously was able to get out of the country. And you've probably read some of his communication. But Brother Stuart, just within the last month, sent a letter, and I have a copy of it here with me tonight. Brother Stewart sent a letter that gave a little more information as to how he was able to get out of the country. And uh, uh, part of the letter, he he states, God never ceases to amaze me the way he takes care of us. Then he goes into a little bit of detail of what happened uh, when they had this uh, tribal war. And Charles Taylor was one of the men that was leading opposition groups there in Liberia. And he states in the letter here, Brother Stewart states, one of Charles Taylor's NPL rebels came to see me the other day. He introduced himself as being from Balmy Hills. And if you've heard of Liberia for many years, Uh, That is one area where we have had a work in for many years. He said, I did not know this man personally. He said he had met me in Balmy Hills before the war. He told me that he did not belong to any of our churches but had attended and graduated from our school in Balmy Hills. He was one of the fighters around our house when we were trapped. Now brother, the the Stewart family was trapped in their home for a period of 16 days. One army was on one side, another army on the other. They were in between while the bullets and grenades and everything else went over their house and some didn't quite go over they had one bedroom that had about a hundred fifty bullet holes in it but through it all God gave them protection but notice what he said he said he was one of the fighters around our house when we were trapped he told me the rebel troops were led by the uh, the late General Sam Lorto he recently executed General Lorto for continuously executing people. So as you sow, so shall you reap. Anyway, when they came to our area, he informed General Lorto that his missionary lived in that house and should not be molested. General Lorto informed his people that anyone entering my yard will be executed. So, he said, for sure, the rebels never entered my yard. They were all around the fence. Only the government soldiers came into the yard and house. He also told me that the day when they really attacked the house, he was not up to the front at the beginning. He asked me if I saw anyone out there with a dress and a wig on hollering, cease fire, cease fire. He said, I was that one. I then asked him that since he knew me as his missionary, why did they loot my home after I left? In other words, they cleaned their house out. He said, why didn't you take care of the house? He looked at me and said he was only interested in saving lives. He then asked me if I knew what happened when they entered the Jehovah Witness house. I told him yes, that two missionaries had been killed, beheaded. He confirmed it, that it was true, and reiterated, did anyone enter your house to harm you? I had to say no. The rebels never entered my house. I give God the glory because if he had not been, if it had not been for him, there might have been a different story to tell. Even when the soldiers entered the house and took my money and my wife's car, God had someone with them who knew me. When he was telling me these things, it gave me goosebumps just thinking what might have happened to us. And then in capital letters, He said, He is still a God we can depend on. Now that's very fresh news. That's coming from the front lines. i tell you, God is doing some things in, in these days in which we are living. It's exciting to be involved in the work of God and uh, to just see how God has protected the Stuart family. And by the way, Brother Stuart led six of his children out underneath fire when his house was under attack. And uh, I have seen pictures of it. It is nothing but a miracle that he was able to get out. But the letter here lets us know God somehow puts strange circumstances together and gives us his divine protection. Just a few months ago I had the privilege of of being in the country of El Salvador uh, where brother Bruce Howe is our missionary and I walked in the headquarters church that night and then into brother Howe's office and when I walked through the door I saw a map of the country of El Salvador on the wall with pins sticking all over it. Well, I assumed that's where we had churches and so I, so I said brother how is this where we have churches he said yes he said in this country we have 248 churches and our country is smaller than the state of Massachusetts he said we have 248 churches but then he zeroed in on one area of the country where there were just very few pins but then there was one city He said, the pastor of this church is attending this conference. He said, two years ago, in November of 1989, that pastor was put in prison because the rebels wanted him to leave his church, leave his congregation. He said, oh, I can't leave. I'm their pastor. I must stay here and and, and look after them. Because he would not leave, they put him in prison, and Brother Howe said he was in prison for four weeks, and they let him go because he was witnessing in prison. He was testifying in prison, and he said, he said, since, since this pastor has been released from prison, they have baptized between 8 to 15 of the guards that guarded him while he was in prison. These guards have now been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That pastor was attending that conference full of faith, full of the presence of God in his life, knowing God had taken care of him because he would not forsake the church that he was pastoring. He said, I've got to stay here. He did, and the Lord gave him protection. We serve a great God. We serve a God that is mighty. We serve a God that is powerful. Praise God, praise God. There's a scripture in in Romans that that has really been rolling over in my mind the last several weeks. Uh, I believe it's uh, the 10th chapter of Romans where Paul starts out and he said, Brethren, my prayer and heart's desire to God for Israel is that they might be saved. And then he drops on down a few verses. And he said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In other words, he he gave some direction. But he went on and asked four questions that followed that uh, 13th verse. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Question number one is, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? and then how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard and then how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall he preach unless he be sent i believe those are four questions that is the key of reaching this world with this powerful gospel that we have the apostle paul said though we are an angel from heaven Preach any other gospel unto you let him be accursed and he said just in case you didn't get it the first time I'm going to tell you the second time though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel let him be accursed church this is a powerful gospel that we preach today it's a powerful gospel and Paul goes on in the same chapter Galatians chapter 1 He said, uh, uh, talking about just how powerful this gospel is, he said, brethren, I certify to you that this gospel that I preach, I didn't receive it from man, but I received it from Almighty God. And the thing that has fascinated me is to look up that word certify. I certify you, brethren. That word means I guarantee I guarantee this gospel and he could certainly guarantee it because of his past knowing where God brought him from to where he was when he penned that scripture it's a powerful gospel that we preach tonight this gospel regardless of the country that it is preached has the very life-changing saving gospel it'll change a life it'll change a life just like those guards that uh, that guarded that pastor in El Salvador I mean they couldn't get away from it he witnessed to them he preached to them they couldn't get away from it and that guaranteed gospel it worked they said at least eight guards and they think there could be up to 15 guards that's a pretty good number to to uh to surround just you know one of our preachers the devil knows how powerful this gospel is. Amen. Praise God. And I like it. Hallelujah. And before I'm seated, you know, we have a uh, we have uh initials that is used for the United Pentecostal Church International, UPCI. We use it all the time. But there was a there was a man in Texas related to me. He said, "Brother Lehman, UPCI means more to me than just United Pentecostal Church International. He said UPCI stands for universally proclaiming Christ's identity. That's powerful. That's why we send missionaries. That's why you give in that monthly missionary offering. To send this gospel that has changed our lives here, it'll have the same life-changing effect overseas. We are sending missionary to universally proclaim Christ's identity. It works wherever it is preached.
1: Oh trip, I'm nothing on my own. I've made mistakes and often sleep just common flesh and bones. But I'll prove someday just what I say. I'm of a special kind cause when he was on the cross i was on his mind oh he knew me yet he loved me he whose glory makes the heavens shine So unworthy of such mercy, yet when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Mine. The look of love was on his face. The thorns on his head. The blood flowed scarlet red. Had stained it crimson red though his eye was on the crowd that day he looked ahead in time cause when he was on the cross i was on his mind won't you sing it oh he knew Praise God.
2: Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 All right. All right. Praise God. We want Sister Khan to come and sing and while she's coming we have an evangelist here tonight by the name of if I get it wrong now, forgive me, Bilotto, Brother Bilotto, we want him to come and testify tonight.
3: God to spare all that you'll ever need is waiting right there. A few words, a little child's faith and good Despair, oh, there's power, so much power, there's power in prayer, oh, there's power, in prayer, power. waiting right there, a few words, a little child's faith, and goodbye, despair, oh there's power, so much power, there's power in prayer. that's filled with pain. The doctor, he says, that hope is in vain. Oh, but wait, someone's praying in the midst of the brood. His shot, he steps into the room of his power in prayer. Power to spare. All that you will ever need, he's got weighted. Right there, oh, just a few words, a little child's faith, and goodbye, despair, oh, there's power, so much power, yes, there's power, there's Holy Ghost power, I said there's power, real power, there's power in prayer, oh, there's power in prayer, power to spare, all that you will ever need, it's just waiting right there, just a few words, little child's faith, and goodbye, goodbye, despair. Oh, there's power. So much power. I said there's power. There's Holy Ghost power. Yes, there's power. Real power. There's power.
2: God praise God thank God for that good song praise God now there's another minister here tonight that I want to come he used to be a member of this district and he slipped off to California and uh, I don't know Uh, he, uh, he slipped back here he said he'd come back, check me out, see how I was doing. Uh, he'll have to talk to my wife. She's the only one that knows how I'm doing.
4: ...who is at this time in another district conference and it could not possibly make all the district conferences, so we represent the general superintendent and it's my happy privilege to have been asked to come to Kansas and especially here in Wichita and this beautiful sanctuary with all the backing of these preachers. Brother Westberg, great friend of ours. The Muncie, your district secretary. The Dudley, the pastor of this church. And members of the district board. And all of the uh, ministers and the lay people. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Praise God. Nice to have visitors from California. And it's certainly good to have Brother Lehman with us in this conference the Lehman is is loved respected and appreciated not only by the missions division but by our people all over and he always has such great things to tell us about the mission field but not only that about how when you give it will be given back to you hallelujah Praise God. So we look forward to a great time. I didn't know for sure whether I would make it for tonight or not, and I'm so glad that Brother Westberg prayed through. In fact, probably he should go ahead and preach that message he got while he was praying. (laughs) Praise God. I don't know if you've heard the weather report or not, but Dallas had one of the worst Thunderstorms that they've had in some time. One lady said it took her 45 minutes to drive what was usually a 10-minute drive. And for 45 minutes, the Dallas airport was completely closed. I sat in the Amarillo airport, where I've just been to the Texaco District Conference, and plane after plane sat down in Amarillo to refuel because they could not get into Dallas. And then I just knew, well, if this is happening, uh, and it was already getting on in the afternoon, I just couldn't make it. But the plane finally came in from Dallas, turned around, stopped in Lubbock, got to Dallas, and sat on the runway for about 30 minutes before we could get to a gate. And then we never did get to a gate. They had to let us out on the field, and that beautiful, International, Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. They set us down and let us go down some steps onto the field, and that was at the one end of the uh, circular airport, and I had to walk all the way from that one end, which was gate four, all the way to gate 29, and the board said the flight was leaving before I could get there, But uh, fortunately, they didn't leave, and the next flight was canceled, so I wouldn't have been here. But I've made it. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I got to the motel at about 7 o'clock, and of all the throwing, he thinks I do everything proper. I hope he doesn't look in my room, because I'm telling you, it was left in one grand mess. Amen. But as I walked in, you'd already started. I was about 10 minutes late and the presence of the Lord as the singing was going on just just engulfed me as I walked in and I knew I was home. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It is so great to be at home. And we have been in Kansas for a number of, of different occasions special meetings, special anniversaries, special dedications, camp meetings, district conferences. We've come and gone through Kansas and in Kansas over the period of many years, and we always look forward to coming. Brother Westberg is a tremendous leader, and we always appreciate being in fellow- fellowship with the ministers of this district. The singing has been tremendous. Hallelujah. One song after another. What could I add in the way of music? Amen. But I will play. I will play. Praise God. Now the problem that I have is walking from this pulpit to that piano. Because a dear friend of mine many years ago, and he's still a friend, he was given to mimicking people. And so the crowd of ministers got him to mimic me as I walked from the pulpit to the piano. And I've been self-conscious ever since. (laughs) Everybody raise your hands, praise the Lord. (laughs) in the book of James, the fourth chapter, and it's the eighth verse. Well known, you already know what it says. But oh, if you would do it, if you would do what this verse of Scripture says, I would not get to finish the message. I say if you will do James 4 and 8 says. There's just no telling what would happen. For the verse of scripture just simply says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Believe it. Do it. Hallelujah. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you you amen thank you lord thank you for this great service tonight help us oh lord for we stand as needy people in jesus name we praise you and glorify you and give you honor help us lord now in jesus name amen 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 praise god praise god hallelujah praise god you may be seated amen hallelujah praise god if you will do what this verse of scripture but the first thing you're going to ask in your mind and you'd like to probably raise your hand and say brother Beckton." how how do we draw nigh to god i've lived for god for many years you would say i'd just like to know how you expect us to draw nigh to god there's another verse of scripture in psalms that says and we quote it so often you know when we really do want something we say it in our praying oh god you said you'd give us the desires of our heart. Give it to me. Amen. Brother Witherspoon, many years ago, enlightened that verse of Scripture to me as I heard him preach. He said one day he walked up to a showroom of an automobile agency, and there in that showroom was a beautiful, brand new automobile. And he said, as he looked into that window, he said, God, I want that car. And God, you said you'd give me the desires of my heart. That's the desires of my heart. Give it to me. And he expected to really be able to walk in there and drive it off of the showroom floor. But then suddenly it dawned on him that there was a preamble to that verse of scripture that goes like this, delight thyself also in the Lord. It dawned on him that he had to do some delighting. And so he asked himself the question as you're asking yourself how to draw nigh. He said, how will I delight myself in the Lord? And the only way he could think to do in just a few minutes' time, because he expected that whatever he did to delight himself in the Lord, that that automobile would be his. The only thing he could think about was just, well, praise the Lord, worship the Lord. So he kind of stepped back from the showroom window and he lay, raised his hand and he began to just say, "Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God." hallelujah praise God and he walked down the street saying thank you Jesus he didn't care what anybody thought or saw and he he kept on he just saying thank you Jesus glory to God he began to feel so good down in his soul thank you Jesus glory to God and he said you know by the time I got down to the end of the block I didn't even want the thing Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. He found out how to delight himself. And he found out that when he really did delight himself, it took care of his desire. Now, if you tonight really want something in this service, I'm not talking about next weekend. I'm talking about in the first night of the Kansas District Conference. You're going to have to find out right quick how to draw nigh to God. Praise God. For if there are things that need to be taken care of in this service, then you better learn how to draw nigh. Amen. Is it an attitude? Is it a mental action? What is it? that will cause us to draw nigh to God. Amen. I want to know, and I've forever been trying to find out more and more how to draw nigh to Him. I want to draw nigh to Him tonight because I'd love for Him to draw nigh to me. Praise God. Maybe if I will praise him, amen, and I'm supposed to be preaching, but maybe if I just stop and begin to worship the Lord, amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to tell you this, that he does draw nigh to those who draw nigh to him. Praise God. God responds to the individual that most readily responds to Him. Praise God. Praise God. Ever walk in a service or sit in a service and see somebody getting an unusual blessing? Amen. They're trembling. They're shaking. They're standing. They're shouting. They may be running the aisles. And you look at them and you say, hey, what have they got that I don't have? I'll tell you what they got that you don't have. They're responding. Amen. And when they respond, God responds. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sit out there if you want to and look on and watch. Amen. Praise God. God is waiting to respond to somebody that will respond to his touch. Hallelujah! 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 That's all right. Glory! You know, Some of you are saying, well, Brother Becton, I'm just not emotional. Is it that, or are you just not in love? (laughs) Because when you're in love, and you know, if you're not emotional, you're dead. Because anything living is going to have some kind of emotion praise god you're going to raise an eyebrow if you have to do it with your finger or you're going to pat a toe or you're going to wave a hand you're not just going to sit there dumb faced when the spirit of the lord begins to move you're going to do something you're going to respond to his presence and if you will draw nigh to god He will draw nigh to you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Now I will readily admit that I'm not a highly emotional person. Amen. I don't get shaking hands, winging hands, jumping up and down, excited about when things happen. I take it pretty calmly. But when the Spirit of the Lord begins to move, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. You know, General Conference is a very busy time for all of the officials, and that doesn't mean that we're any different than anybody else. I'm still looking in the Bible to find where it says something about a general secretary, it's just not there. Amen. I do find helps, governments, <laughs> something like that. But anyway, I'm not talking about a position. But because I am in a position, general conference details falls under my portfolio. And I'm a very time-conscious person. If I'm not an hour early, I'm late, really. And my day is not ruled by the hour hand or the minute hand, but the second hand I am so time conscious I am miserable I'm telling you I am miserable Amen. man very time conscious and so at general conference when all the board meetings run till one, two, three o'clock in the morning then you got a 6 o'clock in the morning meeting you know that means just an hour or two in bed and get up get ready My good wife needs a little more sleep than than I need so I try to get dressed very quietly, leaving her asleep almost in the dark. I get dressed and I'm ready to leave. It's just a few minutes now before the meeting is to start at 6 o'clock and, and I got to get out of that room. I got to get on my way. It's a little walk and an elevator ride to the room where the meeting is going to be held. And I've got my hand on the doorknob and I'm just ready to step out and then just before i turn the knob my wife back in the darkness of the room says wait a minute honey and uh, so i take my hand off the doorknob all she wants to do is to come and kiss me goodbye it's not going to take but a split second she comes over to the door and uh, i put my arm around her and she detects that I'm looking past her to my watch. <laughs> and before, before we kiss goodbye, when she detects that I'm looking at my watch, she just gives me a gentle shove and says, just forget it. I walk on out the door. Her day is ruined. My day is ruined. Amen. And I've told you that because God sometimes says, wait a minute, honey. And all he wants to do is tell you he loves you. Amen. All he wants to do is say, I love you. But when he detects that your mind is a long, long ways from him. He just gives you a gentle shove and says, just forget it. I wonder how many times he just pushes us away because we are so involved in everyday living. Amen. I'm telling you that God wants us to wait Wait, wait, hey amen. When I was pastoring, I tried to be a good pastor. And I knew that Sunday morning services were one of the most time conscious of services. Yeah, 12 o'clock, straight up noon. The roast had been timed to come off just at about time they would get home if they out just in that interval before i called on somebody to pray somebody in the audience broke forth speaking with tongues now i didn't say it but there was something carnal that rose up within me and i felt like saying it hey why don't you be quiet don't you know what time it is now i believe in the gifts You know I do. But I was so uh, thinking of straight up 12 until I I, I wanted to say, hey, be quiet, be quiet. Don't do that. I didn't say it. And when the tongues was finished, there was a beautiful interpretation. And people literally ran to the altar. And I was so smitten. Amen. So smitten. I'm telling you folks, God's time peace is not ours. And sometimes he wants to see just how we will respond to him. Amen, amen, amen. But I'm telling you that when the Creator fuses with his creation, there's going to be an explosion. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Away back in the Old Testament when that ark was being brought back into the city of Jerusalem, David the king didn't mind his kingly robes, didn't mind his stature in life as being the king over Israel. He began to dance with all of his might. Because the Creator had fused with His creation. It always happens. It always happens when the Creator fuses with His creation. There is no telling what would happen for you tonight and in you and through you if the Creator would fuse tonight with His creation. You! Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Where does the Bible say this flesh is going anyway? Back to the dust. Dirt. Amen. Dirt. And where does it say the soul? Back to God. Back to God who gave it. Now you you look at yourself who do you pet and pamper the most who do you listen to and act accordingly the most the flesh that's going back to the dust mere specks in my hand oh yeah The flesh says, hey, sit quietly, piously, don't make a move, don't respond. But the soul, the soul on the inside gets a little anxious sometimes about going back to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And sometimes it gets so anxious to go back to God and it's housed in prison bars of bones. Amen. Until it kind of just gives this old flesh a jerk. Amen. Praise God. Ever see anybody just jerk? Well, what did they do that for? I don't know. Except the soul. The soul that's going back to God is saying, Hey, flesh, if you're not going to let me get into the presence of God, I'm going to give you a good jerk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And some of us need a good jerk. A lot of the time, when we sit back not responding to the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise God! Praise God! Amen! Yeah! Jerk me around, soul! You see... My flesh is kind of like the rich man who had a a big bumper crop. And he looked out over his crop and he said, what am I going to do with all of that? That's the way we are sometimes. What am I going to do with all of this that the flesh wants? And he said, I know what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and I'll build greater barns. And then I'm going to say to... My soul. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But what he didn't know and what you don't know is that the soul could care less about a Coke and a hamburger and some French fries. You're never going to feed your soul with a roast or a T bone steak. Amen that soul has got to be fed amen more than the natural man praise god but you're telling your flesh hey you gotta hurry up get out, go get something to eat don't you know i'm hungry yeah i get a little hungry too sometimes but what about the soul that shrivels on the inside of you Amen. And that cries out all the time, get me into the presence of God. Get me into the presence of God. Your soul right now is saying, take me to the throne. Take me to the throne. Get me to God. Get me to God. I want to dine. Yeah, we sing come and dine. The master calleth. Come and dine. And that's not talking about earthly food. That's talking about the table is spread with all kinds of spiritual things long before we came into this building tonight Jesus was setting the table amen praise God every plate in place Oh, not for some natural food, but because he knew there were hungry souls. My God, my God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. David danced with all of his might. In that ark was a pot of manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of stone. What contrasting elements. Pot of manna. Aaron's rod that budded. Tables of stone. Anybody can get happy over God's supernatural provision. When you don't have any food on your table and somebody knocks on the door with a basket of groceries, you can jump up and down. Amen. Praise God don't have much of that nowadays. They used to have it in years gone by. They didn't have anything to, to eat and they'd pray for some food and somebody would be knocking on the door before they get through praying. Amen. Supernatural provision. And a lot of folks, anybody, I guess, can get happy over supernatural power. You know, an old dead rod that puts forth some buds. Yeah. Supernatural power. Amen. But not everybody can get excited about the tables of stone. The law. The law. The law. Amen. But David, you know, it's possible that the only thing that was in the ark when he was dancing was the tables of stone. Because the scripture says in 1 Kings 8 and 9, there was nothing in the ark save the two tables of stone. I don't know what happened to the manna and the rod. Maybe somebody took it out. The Philistines could have had, Or the men of Beth could have taken them out. Amen. But wouldn't it be something if all that was in the ark when David was dancing was the law? Let me deviate just a moment. There's a difference between obedience and legalism. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I deny the allegation. I am not a legalist. Praise God. The New Testament condemns legalism, but demands obedience. Demands it, demands it, demands it, demands it, demands it. Praise God. Praise God. Demands it, demands it. Amen. Praise God. The law is for the lawless man praise God I don't have to go look at the law books to see whether I can beat my wife up or not I'm not gonna do it if there wasn't a law on the law books praise God I don't have to go to the law books to see if I can go out here and kill somebody I'm not gonna do it I'm just not gonna do it the law is for that man that is gonna go kill somebody I don't have to go to the law books to find out if I can go rob a bank. No, I don't have anything in my mind about robbing a bank. Amen. I tell you who who really are the legalists, it's those who are doing everything they can to please the flesh. They say we're under bondage, they're under bondage. My God, my God, my God, my God. The New Testament distinguishes between dead works and good works. Dead works are the efforts of the flesh to justify itself as something of value. Amen. And usually the motive is pride and selfishness. But good works are the spontaneous blossoming of the love. The legalist works with the idea of buying God's favor. Hey, we're not trying to buy God's favor. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I don't send my wife some flowers just to buy her love. I send them because I love. Amen. I don't dance before the Lord or dress modestly or act decently to buy God's favor. Amen. I do it because I love Him. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And I'm here to tell you that those that don't love Him, they do all of that. Praise God. Amen. They do all of that because they don't love. Amen. You don't have to write laws for people who are in love. Praise God. When I get home Saturday and my wife comes to meet me at the airport, I don't have to have a manual uh, in my hand to tell me what to do when she gets 10 feet away from me. Start putting out your arms. What does the manual say? Put out your arms. She's getting closer. Cup your hands. As she draws nearer to you, be sure that you put one arm around one side and one arm around the other. Hey, I don't have to look all that up in a manual. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I've been gone since Tuesday. I'll be glad to just throw my arm around her. Praise God. Hey, Amen. Praise God. It's 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 the lawless people that have to have the laws. But when you love Jesus, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. Praise God. Praise God. And you don't have to look at a manual every time to see what you're supposed to do. Amen. We have a few rules, but I'm telling you what, those old timers that some of these young ones are making light of and saying they they didn't have much education when they wrote the articles of faith they didn't have any kind of theological training they wrote those laws that are so irrelevant to the day they don't even meet to today's demands hey they didn't write those laws because they just wanted to write laws they wanted to get so close to god That they said, if this keeps me from getting close to God, I'm not going to do it anymore. Amen. And they found something else that kept them from being sensitive to God. And they said, we're not going to do that. Amen. And the thing about it, there's a lot of folks today that don't even know what it's all about. And they don't really care about getting close to God if they could put on a big shindig and make everybody watch them do what they think that they're loving God about. My God, when you dance in the spirit, it's not for anybody else's benefit. Amen. When humility becomes conscious of itself, it remains no longer humility, it becomes spiritual pride. Praise God. Amen. Oh, Brother Becht I took the humble side. Did you? You don't know it if you did. You're ever trying to do it, but you don't know it if you did. If you ever know that you did, then it's not humility anymore. It's spiritual pride. I'm so glad I'm humble. God bless your humble servant. My God. If you're humble, you'll never know it. Others may, but you will never. You're always striving to be humble. Praise God. Now, I don't know whether any of you have ever said that or not. I haven't heard you say it, so I don't have anybody in mind. But I'm just saying that. Amen you you love regardless of what anybody thinks or says if i love the lord with all of my heart with all of my soul with all of my might with all of my strength i will spontaneously do the things that are pleasing to him and i will turn in horror away from what he regards as sin praise god praise god hallelujah amen amen And I got to hurry. I got to hurry. I didn't mean to say all this. Amen. Let me tell you something about spiritual manifestations. Amen. I know everybody is not going to dance like I do or get blessed like I get blessed or get blessed like somebody else gets blessed. But there's a deep spiritual work in spiritual manifestations. In 1968, my wife and I went to the state of Washington for a camp meeting. And there was an 18-year-old young man just out of high school in that camp meeting. And one night in the service, I don't remember how it got started, but one night this young man just out of high school, 18 years of age, danced in the spirit for two hours. That's longer than we've been in service. Two hours he danced in the spirit. Two hours I mean it was a hard dance his parents got concerned about him they tried to get him to stop but he kept right on and we didn't know until two or three years ago when we were down in Brazil for a South American missionary retreat this young man told us that it was while he was engrossed in that deep spiritual manifestation that God set a direction for his life Oh, he didn't get the call to the mission field, but step after step after step, Daryl Crosley, missionary to Argentina. God does a deep spiritual work in spiritual manifestations. You say, "Oh, Brother Beckton, that's just bodily exercise." You know the Scripture says, at the little." I'm not talking about lifting weights jogging walking for exercise I'm talking about spiritual manifestations hallelujah 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 praise God praise God praise God then I was preaching a minister and wives retreat in Wyoming some time ago and there was a young minister sitting on the front seat that all of a sudden he bowed over and began to sob convulsively. I mean, it was one of those sobs that he couldn't catch his breath, and it just, you could hear him all over, just sobbing, sobbing. Everything stopped. I stopped preaching. Everything stopped. He sobbed for the longest, for the longest he sobbed. Finally. When he could get a hold of himself, he could catch his breath and he could stop sobbing and the tears were still flowing. He got up from where he was seated and he walked way back into the back of the building and fell on the neck of another minister. And whatever there was between them was taken care of. Yeah, I say God does a steep, deep spiritual work. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah i tell you what, if it works, if it works, I'm going to try it. Amen, amen. If it works. You mean you're going to do what I'm doing, Brother Beckton? I don't know. If it works, I may. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. If it gets you close to God, amen, amen. You know, we are people of pattern, people, people of habit. When I got the Holy Ghost at 11 years of age, in that revival meeting that Odell Kegel was preaching many years ago, it was, it was seemingly the style that everybody that got the Holy Ghost, they were laying flat on their backs. Oh, I'm sure that the most of them was slain under the power. But as an 11-year-old boy, I didn't think I was getting anywhere by just kneeling I just kept leaning back Amen And the night That I lost my balance I wasn't slain (laughs) The night that I lost my balance I leaned so far back until I fell I got the Holy Ghost (laughs) Laying on my back Because everybody else was getting it Laying on the back you say, hey, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's not of God. Oh, yeah, it's kept me all these years. I've got the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you know what? When I go to churches, a different place practically every weekend, it's so interesting to watch the people as they worship. Amen. There's a pattern. That doesn't mean they are just doing it. Amen. Um, Subconsciously, they have got it in their hearts that if it works, I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. It even happened in the Bible. You remember the time when the little woman came and touched the hem of his garment? Remember? And She was made whole. And the scripture says the fame went abroad into all the land. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about it. Five chapters later, Jesus came to Gennesaret. Somehow or another, the word must have gotten there. Because the men of Gennesaret went out and brought in unto him all that were diseased. And you know what they did? They besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. Hey, Jesus, let these diseased people do what that woman did. Amen. It worked for her. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And you know what? The scripture said, as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Hallelujah. Praise God. As many as touched. That means that some of them didn't touch. But as many as did. Praise God. Do it. Do it. Do it. Hallelujah. 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 I got to close. Amen. Only twice in the scripture did Jesus make as if he would pass by. Only twice. The disciples were out on a boat during a storm. Jesus was up in a mountain praying. He saw them toiling in their rowing. That means he was God because only God could see through a storm from the top of a mountain out to a sea. Amen. And he came to them walking on the sea and would have passed by them. Amen. Why did he stop? They cried. They cried. The next instance was the two on the road to Emmaus. After the crucifixion, walking home, hastening to get home before dark. Jesus joined himself to them. They didn't recognize him. What are you two talking about, he said. Or are you a stranger in these parts and you don't know what's taking place? And they told him about the crucifixion. And Jesus said, oh, fool, slow of heart to believe. And he began with Moses and the prophets. And he began to tell them everything in the scripture concerning himself. They still didn't know who he was. They got to their home and they were, they were going in and Jesus made as though he would have gone further. Amen. And why did he go in? They constrained him. You got to do one of two things. You got to cry out or you got to constrain him. Because you see, he waits to see if you really, really want him. He's not going to come in if you don't want him. If you don't draw an eye to him and cry out and constrain him, he's not going to do anything. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Isn't it interesting to note that blind Bartimaeus, sitting by the side of the road, cried out, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. And they said, hey, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And he cried all the louder. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. And what the blind man didn't know was that 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 was the last time that Jesus ever passed that way. If he hadn't have gotten healed then, he would have remained blind. Who knows but what in this service tonight, he's passing your way. Maybe for the last time. Praise God. There's a chorus. I don't know if you're singing it. I'm not going to try. But it's exactly what we need to do. Lord, I lift my spirit to your spirit in holy, sweet communion. I sense your holy presence. As I draw nearer, I lift my spirit to you. Praise God. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. How often have we sung it? Oh, we don't sing it much anymore. It's one of those old hymns of the church. Savior. Savior. While on others thou art calling, don't pass me by. He won't pass anybody by that cries out to him, amen, as he comes by their way. Jesus is passing. I don't know your needs tonight. I know there are a lot of needs. I wept this morning as I talked with Brother Floyd Odom over the phone. I wept as he wept. In fact, he could not answer me. He was weeping so hard. The Floyd Odom pastor in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, once a regional executive presbyter, member of the board of publication. Two daughters born into that home, both severely affected by sugar diabetes as children. I've watched them as they've grown up. The older one married and with complications, bore a child. The younger one, still at home, took sick in January, 36 days in Oxner's clinic in New Orleans, in and out of the hospital in Hattiesburg. A week ago, began to feel a little better. This past Sunday night, sang in the choir the church. Her pain was practically gone. But Odom went to the district conference on Monday to teach a seminar for ministers. That night he had to leave to go preach in Mississippi. His wife and younger daughter had come to the campground where his older daughter and her husband lived on the campground. He was gone 2 o'clock in the morning. This daughter, who had been so sick since January, Woke up nauseated. And before they could do anything for her, she went into a coma. And Tuesday night, she passed away. Twenty years old. Oh, God. Only God knows the need that you might have tonight. It may not be that tragic. But really, that isn't a tragedy. No, she's better off. But she will be missed, really missed. Amen. And whatever your need is tonight, if you're burdened, if there is a, something in your life, I'm telling you that he's passing, but he will only stop if he knows that, that he is the only one you want. If you have something else, if you're looking at beyond him to some other situation, He's going to give you a gentle shove and say, just forget it. Just forget it. Praise God. I want you to bow your heads with me. I've preached longer than I intended. Amen. Praise God. Maybe a little bit. Praise God. Reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by. You'll find he's not too busy to hear your hearts cry. Savior, Savior. Savior, Savior. In an audience of this size, and I know every pew is not filled, but in an audience of any size, there are problems. Problems of life. Cares of life. Burdens. You have some. I have some. We all have some. Life does not afford to us the best. Our only hope is in God. Draw nigh to God, He will draw nigh to you. As your heads are bowed and you're thinking, you're meditating, have you really drawn nigh to Him tonight? What a strange way, you say, to start a district conference for Becton. This is not revival. This is not Sunday night. This is not midweek service night. This is district conference. Hey, anytime we come together, it should, we, should be with a motive. I'm going to draw nigh to God. I'm going to draw nigh to God. If I draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to God to me let stand together praise
5: God
4: hallelujah you know it's in times like this when the spirit of the Lord is moving so distinctly We ministers fear and tremble lest we make the wrong move. Amen. But I think if I were you and I needed something from the Lord tonight, I think I'd just push my way out. I'd be like blind Bartimaeus. Hey, you're not going to tell me to hold my peace. I'm going to cry all the louder. Amen. Praise God. Why don't you just come on down close to the front for a closing time of prayer?
3: Reach out. Reach out. And touch the Lord. That's it.
4: We need God for this conference. We need God for many needs.
3: We need to pray for the Odom family. My God. To hear your
4: Oh, yes, come praying, come believing.
3: He's passing by this moment, your needs to supply. Let's all gather in. Reach out and touch the Lord. let gather in.
2: hands tonight my god my god my god
3: and touch the lord my god
2: my god my god oh i worship you i worship you i worship you i worship you oh, touch every sick body tonight oh
3: God, touch
2: every soul, my God, let your divine presence overshadow us right now, oh every need tonight, oh God, every need tonight, oh touch us, oh God, touch us, oh God, my oh God, in the name of of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Reach oh every and need touch tonight, Lord, oh God. Every need tonight, oh, God. oh God. my God. God, lift us up in heavenly places. Let your presence work upon us tonight, oh to God. My, God, my, God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my Uh, Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah Oh, touch us tonight, oh God Touch us, my God, my God, my God My God, my God, my God Oh, in the name of Jesus Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. You will find His God Hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. Whoa, He touches oh Touch us, oh God,
3: my
2: God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, praise oh,
3: hallelujah, God, hallelujah
2: hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah Praise God, Praise God, Praise God, Praise God, God, reach out
5: oh man, a man,
2: man, as he, Whoa, Jesus, Jesus, say, Jesus, 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 you
3: will find he's not to busy Praise
2: God, praise to God, praise, heart's God heart's praise God, praise
3: God, he
2: is man, a man, Amen, amen, amen. Your knees Hallelujah.
3: Your the
2: Hallelujah. 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 Touch her tonight,
3: to hear oh God, touch her tonight, oh God. Cry.
2: My God, in the name He's of
3: Jesus,
2: in the small of Jesus. Small hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise your holy name, praise your holy name. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God,
1: God. and touch the Lord.
2: Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. To
5: hear
2: Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Lord, Jesus, Jesus, you need to
3: supply.
2: Oh, Reach out oh, and touch God, the My Lord, God, my God, as He Just to hear your my God, hearts my, cry. God, my God, my God, my God, my God. She's by this holy. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thou disquieted within me, thank God for the beautiful presence of God we feel in this place tonight. Thank you, Brother Beckton, for a beautiful presentation. My God, my God, my God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! God for his presence that we feel this place tonight. Appreciate the message that we've heard. It's a promise. Yes, it is. If you draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh. night there'll be a there'll be a crowd. This is this is the off night for this church and I suppose it's like Junction City. They all get part-time jobs on Wednesday because they don't have to miss church so on the off night they're all working another job but tomorrow night this place is going to be full it was full during our uh, youth what was it youth conference we had wall-to-wall people in here and tomorrow night's going to be a great time brother beckton Will be preaching for us again. Now, our business starts tomorrow at 9 o'clock, this place. And uh, Saturday morning, there will be a district board meeting somewhere here, Brother Dudley. You're going to let us have a room back here somewhere. The Kansas District Board will. Uh, be meeting Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, but tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock we will conduct the annual business of the Kansas District of the United Pentecostal Church. There will be an election of officers and there will uh, also be uh, some business conducted here. God bless you. We thank you, Brother Becton, again for such a beautiful message. Thank you for the presence of the Lord that we felt all during this message. And if we can just bring that back tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. God bless you. I would like to have our District Secretary come and dismiss us. Brother Dwayne Muncie has performed the obligations and the duties of a District Secretary very, very well. No criticism of Brother Muncie. We want him to come. He informed us he wasn't going to let his name run. We're going to miss you, Brother Muncie. have uh, been looking at you several years now. We're going to miss you. And we want Brother Muncie to come and dismiss us tonight in Jesus' name. Brother Muncie. Praise God.
1: Praise God. Eternal God, we thank you for the word of the Lord. Hallelujah.
4: Expounded so wonderfully Praise to our hearts. God. But we are admonished not to be hearers, but to doers the same. And I ask in my life and the life of this congregation tonight, that you would help us to implement with deep intent an effort to draw nigh to you, because we certainly need your presence. Go with us from this place tonight. Keep us all safe and saved. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.